All right, since tonight is Rosh Chodesh, so I figured we would uh, do a sort of a GPS on Yalav Yavo. Yalav Yavo is one of those things which we, uh, which we say on, uh, on, uh, not only in Rosh Chodesh, but uh, that's one of the times that we say it also on, uh, on, uh, on Chalamoid. So I was trying to decide whether we should do Hallel or whether we should do uh, Yalav Yavo and Yalav Yavo won. For no particular reason other than uh, at least this time when I sat down, uh, I saw more stuff on Yalav Yavo than I did on, uh, on, on Hallel. So there's a number of interesting things as far as this, uh, this particular prayer is concerned. And what we're going to uh, see a little bit over here is, so some of this is still going to be within our GPS theme in terms of having this uh, bird's eye view of what the prayer is about, the structure of the prayer and seeing what we're, uh, what, what, what we're trying to accomplish. And then here also, we're going to see that uh, a, a little bit more detail, not too much more detail, but just a little bit in terms of uh, the subsections of the different sections of, of Yala Viavo, why there seems to be like so much uh, repetition or maybe not repetition, but so many synonyms that every time we bring up an idea, we go ahead and we throw out five or six phrases related to that idea. And we keep doing that uh, again and again and what the, uh, the significance of all of that is. Okay, so that is first and foremost, and hopefully I'll be able to keep myself organized here with, uh, with the various uh, sources and whatnot. So you see over here uh, on the screen is the Yalaviyavo prayer. And um, so the first thing is, uh, is um, why, why exactly do we say, as we know, that there are uh, two, three different times, two different prayers we're going to say that we end up adding into Shmon Asrei on special occasions. So one of them is when we add Yala Viyavo either on Rosh Chodesh or on uh, uh, Chalamoid. And then we have Al Hanisim. Al Hanisim, which goes adding in the, and we throw in on Hanukkah in Purim. And Chazal tell us that Yala Viyavo is going to be, is added into the prayer of Ritzei. So that is the three sixteen, the 17th bracha is where we add that bracha. In. And then Alanisim is thrown into the 18th bracha, the bracha of Hodah, the bracha of Thanksgiving. And the question is, why exactly, how did Chazal make that executive decision? Which one is going to go into the bracha of Ritzei and which one is inserted into the bracha of Modim? So one of the things that you say, we'll see a couple of things about uh, this, but one of the things which they say, this is, comes from Tosos Masecha Shabbos. So he says, He says, the reason why Yalaviyavo is added into the bracha of Ritzei, rather than in the same location as, as Alanisim, is, Shehit Because over here, this prayer, is going to be, it revolves around our desire that Klai Yisrael should be returned to Yerushalayim. We actually say that, I'm highlighting the text over here, that we want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to recall Yerushalayim, his holy city. So being that the bracha of Ritzei revolves around the restoration of the avoda to Yerushalayim. And we mention that there's an idea in this, uh, in this bracha so therefore, it gets added into this particular bracha. 
as opposed to uh, the bracha of, not the bracha, as opposed to the prayer of Alanisim, Alanisim has nothing to do with the restoration of Avoda to the, uh, to the base of Mikdash or anything like that, for the simple reason that uh, Alanisim uh, uh, commemorates or celebrates two rabbinic holidays. Obviously, there's no korbanos, which are brought special on Purim or Hanukkah. And therefore, it doesn't make much sense to go ahead and add it into a bracha, which is focusing on our return to Shalayim and the restoration of Korbanos, because these are not Korbanos celebrated holidays anyways. So when we celebrate Hanukkah and Purim, we're not agonizing over the fact that, oh, we only wish that we could go ahead and we could bring Korbanos as we were supposed to be at this time, because Purim and Hanukkah don't really get special Korbanos. So that's reason number one, why that, uh, why that is not uh, uh, added. Then there's another idea, which the Nesiv Bina uh, brings down. He brings down from the Yushalmi. Um, as far as this, also addressing the very same Shiloh, very same question as to why it is that Yalaviavo is added into the bracha of Ritzay and Alanisim is added into the bracha of Modim. So he says, again, it's, it's, it's sort of like a grammar thing, but not a grammar thing that you need to get scared off from. And he says, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Yushalmi says, meaning anything which where we're davening, our focus is on something in the future that we want. So we go ahead and we add that into the bracha of Ritzei. So being that, we want the restoration of the Beis Amitosh. We want a return of the, uh, the Korbanos. And here we're mentioning similar themed ideas that it's essentially a prayer about something that we want for the future. So future related things are added into the bracha of Avoda. And in contrast to that, anything which is commemorating a historical event, something which is our, our, our past, so that is going to be said in the bracha of Hoda. So this is something also which explains very succinctly, but very nicely, why it is that we're going to add Yalav Yavo into the bracha of Ritzei, future focused, and we add Alanisim into the bracha of Hoda. We mentioned this at, the, at some point, um, that the bracha of Modim focuses really on our thanks for something which is in the past, Whenever you're giving thanks, it's something for a thankful thing which, uh, which happened in the past. And therefore, it makes sense that we would go ahead and we would want to add this. In that bracha, we would add al-hanisim because we're commemorating and thanking God for the historical events of the Hanukkah story and the Purim story. So it would make sense that we would go ahead and we're going to go ahead and add that into that bracha where anyways, we're giving thanks for things which are, which are past. Um, now, an interesting thing, which I never really thought about before, uh, but it's an interesting thing to, uh, to consider. And that is, I'll read to you the way, this comes from the, uh, the Otsar Hatfilos Sitter. One of the commentaries there is called the Anaf Yosef, whatever the, the name is. He says, and he makes the point, I'll, I'll paraphrase a question and then we'll uh, read his answer. But he wonders, why is it that when Rosh Chodesh falls on Shabbos, or Chalamoid, let's say Shabbos Chalamoid, so we're adding, we're going to be adding in Yalaviyavo anyways. So once we're adding in Yalaviyavo anyways, why does it cost anything extra to go ahead and add Shabbos into Yalaviyavo? If anyways, we're adding extra things anyways, to so just throw in a Shabbos reference, why can't we just throw in a Shabbos reference? Why would that, uh, why would that be so, uh, so bad? 
So he says, Hatam, and this helps us not only understand why Shabbos is not mentioned, but it also helps us understand the uh, what we're trying to accomplish on Rosh Chodesh as well as Yantiv. So he says, Hatam, the reason is, Sher Iker so the primary focus of Yala Yavo is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's memory. They go ahead and um, they, in this, uh, from the Sfarya uh, website here, so they go ahead and, uh, where is it? Yeah. Uh, when we say, Yizacher zichroneinu ufiktoneinu. Sorry. Ah, too much of a thing. Got a life of its own. Ah, there. So you say that uh, you're going to go ahead and remember um, and recall our remembrance and our reckoning. Right, so these are two. The word pakod also means to count. So that's why they're putting it in terms of reckoning. But it's really, it's two different synonyms for, uh, for memory. So he says, this is the main thrust of this, of this prayer, of Yalav Yavav. And the idea, the theme of invoking God's memory is specific to Rosh Chodesh and Yantif, but not Shabbos. Shabbos is not a memory time. Only Rosh Chodesh and Yantif are memory times. Because the Pasuk says, so it will be on the day of your joy. What are the joyous days on the Jewish calendar? Moadechem. So that obviously is Yantif. And then on Rosh Chodesh is also a time of joy. And then the Pasuk goes on, And these days will be for a memory. So in this Pasuk, which is talking about Rosh Chodesh and Yantif, so the Pasuk goes ahead and invokes this idea of Hashem's memory. And the Levush says, he's quoting from the Levush, And in that Parsha, we talk about God's memory related to, to Shabbos, uh, to, uh, to, to Yantif, and to Rosh Chodesh, that Pasuk curiously leaves out any mention of Shabbos. So therefore, Zikaro, memory, is a Yantif, Rosh Chodesh-related theme, and it has no shaykhs, has no relevance to Shabbos. Therefore, when we can compose a prayer, which is going to revolve around memory, we only uh, mention those things where we know there are memory-related, Rosh Chodesh and Yantif, and not Shabbos. So that's why, even when we're adding in Yalav on these days anyways, and even though it coincides with Shabbos, Shabbos doesn't get a mention because Shabbos has nothing at all to do with Zikaron, with God's memory, and therefore there's no reason to go ahead and add that in. Um, so that is as far as um, uh, why the prayer is where it is, why Yalav is where it is, and why we don't mention Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Sheffel, Rabbi yeah. yeah. so when you say... Um, Zikaron in Yalev Yavo, that's for Hashem to remember. Whereas when we say Zachorat Yom HaShabbat, when you're saying a Kiddush, that's for us to remember. Is that the difference? Correct. Right. Right. Are we so the, because right. we're not invoking Hashem's remembrance, that's why it was Shabbos. But, and the other thing is you said about um, things from the past we add for Hoda'ah, like Purim and Hanukkah. 
But Shabbos is also something that's from the past that, you know, that comes from, well, no, actually, you didn't say that for the Shabbos, but for the, um, for uh, Pesach and Sukkot, which is in the, um, yes. in the Yalav um, that's also something from the past. Right. So when, when we mention those, very good. So when we mention those, we're not mentioning them as an expression of thanks for the past. We're mentioning them in the context of that, uh, that the, those Yomim Tovim of, uh, of, uh, of Pesach and, uh, and Sukkot and Shavuos. So those are Yomim Tovim where we should be bringing Korbanos. So as we're observing these Yom and Tovim in the absence of a Beis Amikdash, so that's why we're reminded of, uh, of that, uh, that idea. So this is not where we're giving thanks for those days, right? That said, in other parts of the Yant of Shmon Esrei, and in other parts of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, uh, of the, uh, the Yant of Tefillah, here we're mentioning it specifically in this context of the fact that we are uh, agonizing over the fact that we don't have, we cannot bring the Korbanos which we're supposed to bring at this time. Okay, thank you. Okay, so Shabbos, by the way, because you, you mentioned Shabbos. So Shabbos, it's actually interesting. If you pay attention, hopefully we'll get to this at some point in this, this series where we get to GPS for the sitter Shabbos version, <laughs> version 2.0, the Shabbos version. So we get to that. So one of the things which is unique about Shabbos, the Sloan number points this out many times, but it goes back to the time of the Rishonim, is that on Shabbos, each monastery is a different... Uh, a different bracha. The middle bracha is different each one, not like on Yantif, where we say the same one, Mar of Shachris and Mincha. By Shabbos, each one changes. And Mephorshim say that we're actually going, and we're talking about different Shabbases. So the first one is Shabbos of creation, Friday night to Shabbos of creation. Shabbos morning is Shabbos of Matan Torah. And Shabbos Mincha is Shabbos of the future, of Lasi Lava Liom Shakulo Shabbos. So we actually, on Shabbos, we're actually sort of like all over the place. We're in the past, we're in the future, depending where we are on Shabbos. As Shabbos goes on, so we find ourselves in different uh, places on our timeline in terms, of, uh, in, t- in terms of Shabbos. So Shabbos has that unique aspect of it that it's not really past or future. It's both. It's, uh, it's able to be, uh, to be b- both at the same time. Okay. So now let's see a little bit in terms of the overall structure of what exactly is going on. And for this, I'm using the, uh, the Nassif Bina again. He's very good at, uh, at uh, discovering or pointing out how things are structured, the internal structure of particular prayers. So he says, so he begins, he says, So our God, our God of Rallis. So now we have, So you have over here, should be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we have eight words, which mean, which revolve around the fact that different verbs, they're, they're verbs of what we want to happen to our prayers. So what should happen to our prayers? They should, using the English, which you have on the screen over there, they should ascend, come and reach, appear, be desired, heard, counted and recalled. So we use eight different phrases in terms of where the, what's going to happen with the tefillahs. Actually, I shouldn't even say the tefillahs. So we have eight, eight different verbs of, and as we're going to see in a little bit, these are going up the scale. These are rising to get closer and closer to Hashem. Now, what is it? So then we say all of these things. I don't know if we would necessarily structure sentences like this or paragraphs like this in, uh, in, in English, 
but maybe in poetry you could go ahead and you could get away with this type of presentation. So after we say that these things will ascend, come, reach, appear, etc., he says, Now the question is, what is it that should go through these eight stages? There's eight stages which something should go through. What exactly should go through these eight stages? So that is the next, the next section. And that is, We want our uh, remembrance, our reckoning. Number two, the remembrance of our ancestors, and the, the, the memory of Mashiach ben David. This reference over here, when we say Mashiach ben David Avdecha, this is one of the only times that we have in the Siddur that we formally mention Mashiach by name. Even though it seems to be like such a central tenant of our, of our prayers and whatnot, but in the regular Shemones, we don't, make, we don't mention Mashiach at all. So it's very, it's actually quite rare. We do it a, a, another time. It's this, yeah, uh, another time maybe in, uh, in, uh, 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 in Kedusha Shabbos morning, but actually mentioning Mashiach by name is a, ra- is a, is a rare, a surprisingly rare occurrence. But here is one of them. So here we go ahead and we mention six different things which we want Hashem to remember. And these six things, our remembrance, our reckoning, our ancestors, Mashiach, Yushalayim, and the memory of all the Jewish people. So all of these things, all six of these things should go through these eight stages one by one, higher and higher levels. Then, what do we do after that? Then he says, Uka'is, after we go ahead and clarify that, Mevi'en es hamatarot shalazichronot. What are we hoping to gain by God having these memories, right? So we have the, the six things we want God to remember. They need to go through eight stages, eight different levels moving upwards. Now, what's going to happen when this is done successfully? That's the next section. So if all of that is done successfully, then we will have, uh, he lists seven things. So these are, the seven things which we want to take place, that there's going to be, on the English side, it's going to be, um, uh, beginning from here. Uh, it's going to be survival, well-being, favor, kindliness, compassion for life and peace. So this is what we want. This is ultimately what we want will occur if, the six memories go through these eight stages. The net result was that of that is going to be, we'll have Plato, uh, where is he? We're going, Plato, Tovel Chamim, Lachaim Ul Shalom. So we'll have all of those good things which we're going to experience. And then we say that the reason why we're invoking this at this particular time is because it's a special day. And we go ahead and we go out of our way to mention what's the special day, either Rosh Chodesh, Chagamatzos, Chagasukos, they leave out Shavuos because I'm taking this from the weekday Shmonesrei, so obviously Shavuos isn't going to be there. But we go ahead and invoke these special days. And then, and I just want to point out, just in case people aren't aware, that in Yalaviyav we say Rosh HaChodesh. It's not Rosh Chodesh Hazeh, even though it's referred to as Rosh Chodesh. But in Tefillah we say Rosh HaChodesh, the beginning of the head of the month. Just uh, something to be, uh, to, be uh, uh, to remember. And then afterwards, we go ahead and we say, the way he phrased it is, 
He says, after we go ahead and mention the detailed requests, which we have, the primary uh, um, bulk of the bracha, both owed uh, for another four bakashos la'asid. So now there's another four things which we want as far as future is concerned. And that is, now it's Zachreinu Hashem Alkeinu Bolitova is one, Ufakdeinu Voli Vracha is two, Bosheinu Voli Chaim is number three. So now these are going to be four future things which we want. And this is going to be on remember us Hashem, our God, on this day for well being. That's the Litova. Fakdeinu Voli Vracha, you should recall us on this day for blessing. Is you're going to deliver us for life, l'chaim. So so far it is tova bracha chaim, and then in accord with the promise of deliverance and compassion, spare us, favor us, and have compassion on us and deliver us. So this is sort of like a whole bulk of a, a, a number of things to, uh, together, but all of that ultimately has to do with vahoshienu that you are going to go ahead and provide us with salvation, and then he says. And he says the bracha concludes with two elements of praise. And the two elements of praise are Ki Elecha Einenu, our eyes turn towards you. So we recognize this is a praise of God, the fact that we acknowledge that if we're going to achieve any of these things, so it's only going to come to us. All of these blessings are only going to come our way if God grants them to us. So we acknowledge his, him being, we, and we're thankful of the fact that he is the source for that. We're praised, we, we praise him for being the source of this. And we throw in, again, just a uh, just an outright, uh, uh, you know, praise of God. Because you are an almighty who is king, gracious, and merciful. So just a little bit of praise, just to make sure on our way out, that uh, God remembers that uh, we're not just there for the, uh, for the take, even though we are, but we are there for the, uh, or for the ask. But we're also going to go ahead and we're going to conclude with, uh, with praise of God. So that is the overall structure of, of what's going on in terms of what we're trying, to, the theme or what we're trying to accomplish as we make our way through. Now... Um, Yeah, okay. Now, if we go back to, um, yeah, so we go back to the beginning over here. So we mentioned that, now we get a little bit more detail. So here we have, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. So here we have the eight stages that we want these memories to go through. So the main thing is HaKadosh Baruch Hu should recall things, because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu recalls things, so that is going to put us in a place where the flow of blessing is going to come our way and all sorts of good things will, will emerge from that. But it's got to go through these eight things. So once again, you put yourself in Chazal's um, uh, a board meeting over here as somebody sat down. I don't know if we know specifically which group of this, just is also part of the Anshay Knesset Agdola, but who was the one who went ahead and composed this Yala V'yavo prayer? But it's interesting that at the outset over here that you have these eight stages. So how do they decide there's going to be eight stages as opposed to 10, as opposed to five, as opposed to four, as opposed to seven? Where did the number eight come from? So spoiler alert for those of you who are doing Daf Yomi, because it's coming up in Chagiga in about uh, three weeks or so. 
So if you don't want to know what's coming up, close your ears now, and I'll nod my head when we're uh, when we get when we're finished with this part of it. So it won't be a spoiler. But the Eitz Yosef says that he says his kirkan shmona mine hagashot vit karvut. So he says we mention over here eight different stages of presentation or drawing closer. Why eight? Where did the number eight come from? So he says, Neged Shiva Rikim. So this corresponds to the seven levels of heaven. So this is what the Gemara Chagiga is going to uh, elaborate on what the seven levels of the heavens are. There's a different name for each one of those levels. And the Gemara is going to tell us what happens in each one of these levels in Shamayim. So the Shechina should really be here in this world. That would, so that would be true in the event that we still have a Beis Amikdash and the Aron HaKodesh is there and Kabanos are brought there. So that becomes the uh, uh, place where the Shechina resides. And as a result of the Chorban, as a result of the destruction of the Beis Amikdash, Shokadosh Baruch Hu withdraws from his physical world and he passes through the seven levels of heaven, and he finds himself on top over there. He's back on top of the Shivarikim. So if you count out from earth here, as you make your way through the seven, and then eventually on top of that, so those are the eight stages which uh, which uh, which uh, which Baruch Hu goes through. So if we want to make sure that our prayers are actually going to reach God, which is uh, which is what we want, so we realize that it has to be if the prayers begin here on earth. They have to pass through seven different stages of heaven and then go on top of that to be able to reach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why the language over here, is ultimately to get all the way on top of the seven heavens in order to be, to be able to reach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why the number, that's where the, uh, the authors of this prayer, that's where they came up with the number eight from, is in order to make sure that it actually reaches God. Now, I'm not going to go through this, uh, the elaborate uh, explanation which he has, but he actually goes on to, he draws a beautiful correspondence between the seven names of the heavens, what the Gemot Chazal tell us happen in each one of those seven levels of Shemaim, the seven levels of Rekiah, and how each one of these phrases matches perfectly with that. So there's a reason why it's Yala V'yavu V'giv Yerev Yitzhav Yishma V'yipakei V'yizacher, Rather than I think I said that correctly. Backwards. So there's a reason why the order is specific in this way rather than in the verse or just randomness. It wasn't just a random uh, throwing out eight uh, synonyms of things which are getting closer, but they're very specific because they're, they're corresponding to these, these particular levels of heaven, which the prayers need to go through in order to be able to ultimately reach, uh, reach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then, um, okay, now, another element of that is, so that is, so that, that, that's w- one explanation, that these eight correspond to the different stages of the Gemara and Chagiga, you base them a base. So, so you remember when we get there and you're giving them an aleph, so that they're, that they're going to go ahead and they're going to, uh, to go through. Then he says that, uh, he's quoting from the Machzor Vitri, he says that these eight phrases, he says they correspond to Kineged HaZichronas HaNichbados HaNuchusos Yisrael. So the eight memories, which are essential for the well-being of the Jewish people. 
So each one of these phrases, corresponds to a different memory that based on Psukim that we want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to have. So he says, and again, I'm not going to cite for you all of the proof Psukim to this effect, but we'll go through what these eight, what they, in the Ion Tfila quotes from the, uh, the Machzor Vitri, what these eight memories are. So he says, the word Ya'ale corresponds to Keneged Zichron Yishalayim. So that is to remind, that's the memory of Yushalayim. Then when we say V'yavo, so then that second word, that corresponds to Zichron Mashiach. That is the memory of Mashiach. And this talking about that. Yagia is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's memory of Tchiyas HaMesim. It's also a memory. V'yera'eh is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's memory of Akedas Yitzchak, the recollection of the Akedah. V'yera'eh, Yeretzeh is a, the term which we often use in reference to the acceptance of korbanos. So that reminds HaKadosh Baruch Hu of korbanos. The Shama is HaKadosh Baruch Hu should recall the beautiful sounds of Torah study. The Yipakeid, number seven, is this reminds HaKadosh Baruch Hu of Geulas Mitzrayim, the redemption from, uh, from Egypt. Remember that uh, when, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu said to uh, ask Hashem, when I go ahead and present myself as the lead, as the, uh, the savior of the Jewish people who are currently enslaved, how, what phrase am I going to use? What signal am I going to use? So they'll recognize that I actually am the one who is uh, assigned the task of redeeming them. And that is, HaKash Baruch said that Pakod Pakadati Eschem. The language of Pakod Pakadati is language of recollection that was relevant by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And then you have the Yizacher, the last one is, this remembers bris avos. This remembers the, the covenant that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with our ancestors. So we now have, again, we have this nice correspondence between the eight stages that these memories have to go through and eight specific things which we want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to go ahead and, uh, and recall. And then he says, um, then he quotes from the Avudraham. In this, I'll have to read it. This the 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 word in the commentary uh, become just one long uh, like sentence. But he says as follows: He says Avudram. So one of the Rishonim, who uh, is one of the uh, the most well known in the earliest commentators on the Siddur. So he says the He says just in terms of simple explanation, simple uh, um, commentary of what's going on. He says al so all eight of these phrases, the eight which are highlighted on the screen there, they all correspond to the memories which are listed below. So first of all, we want the memories to rise up to the heavens. That's the ascend. They should reach the, we'll say the chamber, your holy chamber where you reside. They should end up in the right mailbox. You don't want it to go to somebody's. You want it to go to God's spam box or something like that, or junk a junk folder. So we want to make sure that it actually reaches the in folder of God. The and just because it reaches his inbox doesn't mean he's necessarily going to look at it. Email is a very good muscle for all of this. They are at set, and not only should he see it and read it, but he should be happy with it. and it should be found acceptable before you. And then, and then we want the entire world to hear about the fact that you have accepted these prayers. It should be known and, and recognized. 
Ki pakalas Hashem esamo, that Kadosh Baruch Hu has recalled his nation. V'izacher briso itam, and he now remembers his covenant with them. So this is now, he sees this as just like one long sentence where we go ahead and we use all of these words in a very significant uh, way. Bofen, he says, and in this structure, according to the Abu Dram, so he says, he breaks down the eight into a five and a three. Doesn't break down four and four, it breaks down five and three. Shechamei shatevos harishonos, that the first five, yalev, yavo, yagia, yerev, yeratzeh, Moros al alias hazikar lemala. These all have to do with Hashem, with the, the memories that we want Hashem to have to rise up to the heavens. The shalos in the last three yishama yipaked v'zacher. Moros al hotza also el apoel. That has to do with the actualizing of the potential. So this is what we want to happen once the once that we go through these five stages of the memory that they actually rise and they reach the right thing then we want that it should actually have the desired effect and we should get uh, what we want out of it. And then we go ahead and we say, and then once we do that, then we explain, what is it that we want to ascend and to reach? Our memories and uh, the recollection. Who do we want it to rise in front of? That's going to be before you. The Ezapula Yasa, and what should that go ahead and accomplish? And that's going to that, that's sorry, the Lefanech over here is where should it reach Lefanecha? And what's it going to do once it reaches there? And then we go ahead and we mention all of those things. So that is the way the Iunt field goes at and presents presents this idea. And then in the world of prayer. So he goes ahead and he says a very nice thing as far as uh, also past and uh, in present. He goes ahead and says, which way I am? Yeah. So he says, um, um, when we say, beginning with the beginning over here, so the world of prayer, he's really focusing on these phrases over here. So he says, Zachar. That's Shoresh, to remember, that we translate as remember. So this is to remember. And then he says, Pakod is, this is an interesting thing. So this is now, the, as we, we talk about very often, that there are no true synonyms in Lashon Kodesh. So even when we go ahead and we translate words similarly, there always has to be a nuanced difference between them. So Zikaron is just to remember. He says, Pakod, that specific word, means to remember and act in accordance with the facts remembered. So it's not just to have the memory, but we want the memory to trigger a behavior. So that's going to be the difference between zichroneinu ufiktoneinu, that we want you to go ahead and we want you to remember us and go ahead and to reckon uh, because we want you to act. Now, what is it that's going to be remembered? So he says, the first thing is zichron avoseinu. So the first thing is zichron avoseinu, that refers to the past. Then we say, Zichron Mashiach ben David Avdecha. So this is what we want to, what to remember as far as future is concerned. From our perspective, it's future. Kershbrochu doesn't really have past, present, and future. But Mashiach, as far as we're concerned, so we move from Zichron Avoseinu is past. Zichron Mashiach ben David Avdecha is future. In Zichron Yushalayim, then the third memory is when we go ahead and we say, we want you to remember Yushalayim, your city. So he says that's the present state of decline and destruction. 
in which the ruins of Jerusalem wait for the day when its destiny as the holy city of Israel will be fulfilled. So here also we're spanning the timeline. So we're saying that there's the past, our ancestors, our future is Mashiach, in our current state of Yushalayim, in its state of ruins. And that's why we can't go ahead and, uh, and bring Karbanos. So all of that is part of what we are trying to go ahead and we are trying to, uh, to invoke. So that's the way in the, in the world of prayer, that's the way he goes at and he, uh, he, he puts it. And also um, in the, uh, yeah, so he says, and then the last thing which we want to do over here is, um, he says, um, um, where did I go? Yeah, so he says, he begins from, uh, I, I don't know why, this pshat he gives, uh, this pshat which he gives, goes out and focuses on these words, So there's uh, the, word, the number of words which are highlighted over here are six. So in the past, not in the past, but earlier, when we had, went ahead and we discussed this phrase, it included the word lifleta which is the word right before the highlighted section, which would actually make it seven words rather than six. For some reason, the Eitz Yosef over here, he focuses his attention on these six. Not sure why, but you know, he's the author, so he could go ahead and he could write whatever he wants. But he says, Vav Elu, he says these six, maybe I actually can we explain it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's why he does. He says these phrases. He says keneged vav sha'anu omrim bebirkas sim shalom. So this phrase, this phrase, So go ahead and hold those six words in your mind as I scroll down to the bracha of sim shalom, where we find a similar series of phrases where we say tova bracha chen v'chesed berachamim. And um, you got six if you include Shalom. Um, um, was Shalom one of the other ones? Yeah, Shalom. Yeah, okay, good. Right, thank you. So here, from Shalom to uh, Rachamim, so you have six. And I'll read to you because I have a sitter open in front of me. So we go ahead in, in Yalav Yavo, after Lefleta, we say Litova, ding, Lechain, ding, Lechesed, ding, Ularachamim, ding, Lechayim is. That didn't get dinged. Ulashal, where's, where's Lechayim? We have Bracha, I guess, rather than that. Okay, Bracha and Chaim are going to be, uh, have to be exchanged. But he says that we have this correspondence. So in both, here in Sim Shalom, we mentioned six things. In Yalav Yavo, we're going to have to swing around a little bit over here. But in Yalav Yavo, we also have six things over here. And he says this, these patterns of six... So he says the reason this is going to be true is that So these, these pattern of sixes over here are going to correspond to the six brachos which we have in Birkas Kohanim. 
I have to swing back around. Birkas Kohanim is really part of the uh, of the bracha of Sim Shalom, where we go ahead and we say uh, that each uh, each cha word, if I could uh, be a, um, sort of juvenile like that, but we say that each cha word represents a different bracha. So you have Yivarecha is one bracha. Vishmarecha is another bracha. Yerashem Panav Eilecha is number three. Vichuneka is number four. Yisra Hashem Panav Eilecha is number five. Vyaseim Lecha, it's not the last Cha, but Vyaseim Lecha, Shalom is number six. So being that we have, so being that in Birkas Kohanim, so this leads us to Birkas Kohanim ends Vyaseim Lecha Shalom. So that's why in Shmon Eser, Chazar Sashat, we put Birkas Kohanim specifically in the context of the Bracha of Sim Shalom because those two shaloms are going to go together. So we have this theme of sixes, which are going on. And therefore, once we're on this theme, and we go ahead and we're borrowing this language of shalom tova v'racha chen v'chesed v'rachamim, which we say in sim shalom, which is connected to birkas karnim. So we have a similar series of six, which we now find in Yalaviavo. To go ahead, and that's what you still have highlighted there on the screen. To go ahead and invoke that idea. To go ahead and see, make sure that we could get the uh, the the, uh, the bracha out of that. So that's something which is also an essential part of the theme which we are trying to uh, which we are trying to invoke in our uh, in our recitation of the bracha. One last thing which I forgot to to mention. I apologize. We're gonna have to go just go back a little bit. But um, we say that. Um, let me just go on. <laughs> yeah, so if we go from here, we say, uh, so we go ahead and he says, the Eitz Yosef says, so we mention memories five times. You have the Shoresh memory five times. And one time you have, and that's the word before, the, the highlight of uh, the Pakeid. So why do we go ahead and have the Pakeid and then five Zikaros? So he says, Kemoshu So he says the precedent for this, again, none of this is random. That's part of what we're trying to highlight over here. There, Kemoshu Matsinu, Letova, Echa He says, that's why we find in Parshas Va'era, which is where this comes from. So we also find five times, HaKadosh Baruch Hu mentions memory, in one time, Akash Baruch Hu mentions Pikadon. So we have precedent for this idea, this, this, uh, this combination of five Zikarons and one Pikadon. He says, sorry, we have one of them in Parshas Ve'era, Vezkor, etc. You have four of them in Parshas Bechukosai. And then you have the one Pikida in Parshas Shmos. So being that we have, we, we have God's memory invoked five different times. Parshas Ve'era and Parshas Bechukosai. And we have Pikadon, which is invoked once in Parshas Shmos. So that's where we get this idea of why they were, they sought to go ahead and reproduce five Zikarons as well as one, uh, one Pikadon. And that's also part of this overall structure, which the, uh, again, I don't know who exactly the author is, even the, uh, the, the Nasiv Bina, who usually is pretty good about uh, tracing things, uh, the authorship of something, did not... Uh, even uh, uh, suggest an author of who this is, but that's why these things are going to follow the uh, the patterns and the numbers of synonyms which they go ahead and they uh, they do. So this is what we have for uh, for Yala the Yavo, and maybe next Rosh Chodesh 
maybe what we'll go ahead and we'll uh, we'll do is maybe next Rosh Chodesh we'll go into uh, we'll go into Halal. See what we can do as far as uh, that. One of the reasons I'll tell you one of the reasons we didn't do Halal is because a lot of the Rishonim who talk about Halal in terms of davening they do it in the context of the Pesach Seder. So I didn't want to mix too much up with the uh, the Pesach Seder, which is obviously a whole different uh, thing, which is uh, which is going on. So, uh, so that's why this was an easier thing because this is pretty much uh, self-contained. Rabbi Sheffel? Yes, Shelly. So are you saying that um, when the Anshe Knesset Hagadola made up these davening, the prayers, the tefillot, that they had in mind all of this as they were doing it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that they... Uh, they or very, is it just that they had Ruach HaKodesh and, and then when people went back and look at, looked at it, this is what they found? Uh, so that's a very hard question. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know the answer to that. I, I, think, I think a lot of it, they, um, they, um, um, they, they thought of consciously. I think more yeah. of it, they, th- they, th- they, they, they thought of, uh, of consciously. Yeah. Remember, we, we have, we, we um, you know, you look behind me. The number of farm, just the number of farm which you see on the bookshelves. These are only two of whatever number of bookshelves which I have. So there's a lot of farm over here. So in the time of Chazal, this is before they had this is before they even had Rashi and Tosos and the Rambam and all of that. Um, they didn't. Even, they, they all they had in terms of text was Tanakh and Mishnayos. They didn't even have Gemara. They, they they couldn't even do Dafyomi yet. Because <laughs> Shas of Dafyomi didn't even exist at that time. It was being composed in real time as it was taking place. So being that that was true, so there was much less text for them to try and master. And therefore, inevitably, they reviewed it that many times more. And they were that much more fluent in it. And it's something which is really, when you have that perspective, where you're doing it again and again and again, creativity, as we know, uh, in a sense, it, the, the the definition of creativity is to take two things which um, seemingly are not connected and realize that they're connected with one another. So that's why many people say that if you want to be creative in a particular field, that one of one of the ways to be creative in a particular field is to study a different field. Right. So if you want to be creative in in Torah, so you go ahead and you study engineering, or you study from my my perspective, you study some neuroscience, and you study, suddenly you realize from the perspective of neuroscience, you see these new aspects of how Torah is going to of of insights into Torah as a result of that. So one way to do it is to do again and again and again and again, but a, a different a different way to see it is to see how things are different. So when you're constantly hazarding, when you're constantly reviewing the same thing, so you're connecting. Um, piece number one with piece 48 and then piece 48 with piece 99 and then piece 99 with number five because you're seeing them all in a sense at the same time so since they had much less to deal with to keep to keep cup to hold in their head so it was it's a lot easier for them to be creative in see patterns like the uh, um Bob is a is an old soul. He should he should have been an Anshe Knesset seeing these patterns over there, which exist in, in, in the Siddur and whatnot, and in Chazal, because when when there's less material to deal with, it's much easier to be able to discern and come up with the with, with, with these patterns. You've probably never seen it. We don't need to, to record this. You've probably never seen it, but sometimes you, you get videos.